Good evening. Happy Thanksgiving, boys and girls. It is week 14 of the college football season, and therefore week 14, the final week of the regular season uh, for the Carla and Crappy Show, as well as the rest of college football. Carla, how are you doing? I'm okay. This is, this is, I, we were just talking about this as, before you hit record that um, it, it, we're here already. Like, how did that happen? I know. I know. And, I'm not sure how it happened. And also, we're, I'm, we're doing a rival, a rival we week show, um, and I'm not in a hotel room. Which that is, is also nice. Which is nice. Um, this year, we are the folks who live in Tennessee, and we are wait, waiting for Pennsylvania to come to us. Okay. Okay. Um, so they are on their way. Um, the whole family's coming here. The joy of buying a house is that everybody wants to come visit. You have a house. So you have a house. So you're eating pie? I, I felt left out because of the cupcakes last week. Plus, we had, we're taste testing pie um, for various holiday things. Um, and... And boy, this is good. <laughs> I just have wine. It's Pine preparation beer. for preparation for family. Um, we have a lot of ground to cover, um, and a lot of pie to eat, and beer and wine and all that stuff. Uh, we will start as we have been recently with a look at the uh, the newest uh, college football playoff rankings that were just uh, released today. I have to admit being pleasantly surprised um, at, at, uh, at how this uh, how this stuff shook out today. Uh, Ohio State is number one. LSU is two. Uh, Clemson and Georgia are three and four. Uh, those two guys did not change. Bama is still at five. Utah has moved up to six, um, then followed by Oklahoma, Minnesota, Baylor, and Penn State, which actually was not penalized um, much for a, a, a really solid game in Columbus last weekend. Um, how, how did the committee do with this one? It's, it's interesting. As I was looking at this, these, I missed the show as we were talking. I got stuck in traffic trying to get back home um, because it's raining in Nashville, which means nobody knows how to drive. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, raining in Nashville two days before Thanksgiving. That's a terrible combination. <laughs> um, so I missed the entirety of the playoff show. Um, but as I looked at it, I was, I was slightly surprised to see Ohio State at number one. Um, I went and looked, and Ohio State has wins over three ranked opponents, mm-hmm. um, including a num- Wisconsin was number 13 at the time. Penn State was number eight at the time. Those are two really solid wins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and LSU actually has wins over four ranked opponents, all of which were in the top 10 when they were um, mm-hmm. when they were ranked. So I, I, I think what this is saying is the committee is doing a um, show me what you've done lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's that must be where the committee is because that's the only way I can explain this. I I'm not sure I agree with the move this week. Okay. I I, I LSU should is going to have a, an, an easier week this week against Texas A&M than yeah. than um than Ohio State's going to have against Michigan. I think if Ohio State beats Michigan, then I definitely wouldn't have a problem with mm-hmm. having um Ohio State number one. But I don't know. I mean, these two teams are real real close to each other. Um. <laughs> So. You know, and, and I think we'll we'll get to see that on the. I'm hoping we get to see that on the field um, yeah. as this plays out. But um, I was a little surprised, um, and I, and I didn't get the the committee's justification was that they thought that Ohio State was the more complete team. Mm-hmm. When when has LSU not played defense? Been an incomplete team, right? Yeah. I, the, I, I, the, I, the the guy who runs uh, who's the chairman of the committee and uh, he's a um uh, Oregon's uh, athletic director and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, he, he is, and he, he said this when Ohio State was ranked one before that, that Ohio State's defense is what's, is what distinguishes it, um, from, uh, again, we're, we're comparing it to, to, to LSU at this point. So 
Uh, take that for what it's worth. Um, yeah. You know, and and, and uh, I'm I am as a fan, I would much rather be at number one than number two. Um, as much as we've we've uh, wrecked on Clemson this season, boy, I wouldn't want to face them in the. I would I would rather not face them. I, I'm going to be. I'm you know I'll be happy to be in the playoff. That's that's the that is the goal. But um, if you can avoid playing Clemson. Uh, in the, in the first game of the playoff, yeah, that, that's okay. I, I'm 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 all right with that. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a path uh, for uh, Utah or whoever whoever wins the Big Twelve to to get to the Final Four? Do you think? I don't know. Um, Oregon's loss last week really kind of crushed the Pac-12. I, I tweeted that when when they were yeah. storming the field in Tempe, um, yeah. and kudos to the and kudos to the Sun Devils for for a heck of a win. Um, but Oregon they, did what Oregon they does. Played, when it they played to win the game. They, I guess they did. <laughs> yes, they did. Thank you, Herm Edwards. Mm. Um, and Oregon did what Oregon always does when it goes to Arizona, and it just kind of lays an egg. I don't know what Oregon has against Arizona, but this is just a habitual thing. It doesn't matter who the head coach is. doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Oregon has problems in the state of Arizona. Um, I think – I. Utah's resume needed needed to beat a really strong Oregon team, and now you have an Oregon resume that is diminished because of a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to be enough to put a Utah team in? Like, let's say, let's say, Alabama. I hate to bring Alabama back into this, but they're no, right no. here. I know, I know, but the way things played out last week, it really could. It really could because if Utah. You know, you have a one-loss Utah team whose best win is over an Oregon team who lost to, you know, to Arizona State, and you have an Alabama team whose only loss is to potentially number one or number two LSU. If Alabama beats Auburn this week, uh, who's the committee going to take? You know, I mean, the fact that Alabama's got a backup quarterback, maybe that's a blemish. Uh, We'll find out more this week. But if Alabama beats Auburn, unfortunately, I think they're still right in the thick of this. Um but just because of the way things shook out last week, Oklahoma was not convincing at all. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. Oklahoma flat out got lucky last weekend yes. um, to pull out that win. And um, I don't know if Baylor can beat Oklahoma. Is that, you know, if Baylor's undefeated, does that get them in? I, I don't know. I don't like Alabama sitting at five. Okay. Um it's going to be a tough road to haul. It's going to be real interesting in the next two weeks to see how this all shakes out. I just, I, 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 uh, I think... Uh, I mean, my my sense is if if the top four is relatively static, that is Ohio State wins out, Clemson wins out, um, LSU beats Georgia uh, in the SEC title game. Um, I, I I still I, I unless unless the SEC title game is a blowout, um, I I kind of think that that the top four will stay as it is. Um, but you know if there's a blowout, uh, if Alabama struggles with with Auburn. Um, I mean, geez, I, I, you know, I don't want to be dismissive of Minnesota. If Minnesota wins out, um, do they get there? Yeah, I think so. I, I think I, I so. Think they would if they beat Ohio um, State. I think. Yeah. I think that's a good. I think that's a good resume. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's still if 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 it goes as I think it will go, um, I you know, Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Georgia, in in some form of of you know those four. I, I think that's probably what is gonna. That, that's probably what we're looking at. But 
um, watch the SEC title game, obviously, and, and see what happens there because yeah. that's when a fourth spot could, could possibly open up. Right. Um, I, I want to jump in real quick because we yeah. didn't say anything about our game last week. Yes. Um, and I was real pleased to see Penn State stay at 10, although I did yeah. laugh. You know, it's the, the highest two lost teams sitting at number 10. I, and I looked at the <laughs> rankings and I was like, you know what? This is just all setting up for a Florida Penn State bowl game somehow. Somehow, I know that's not what the committee has, or that's the projections right now have them playing um, Virginia Tech in the Orange Bowl, but I'll take that. Um, but like, this is just setting up somehow, some way, the football gods are going to figure out a way to make Penn State play Florida in the bowl game, um, which is, if you look historically, is not a great matchup for the Nittany Lions. Um, but last week, I, and, and I, since we're going to be talking about, about your game this yes. week, um, yes. I, I said Penn State had to play a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Um, I was happy to see them down 14 at the half. They played, they hung tight in the, and, and the third quarter was nearly perfect. And you know, when I knew the tide turned when they were, when they were driving to go down and tie the game and there was a false start penalty yes. and that killed all the momentum on that drive and they settled for the field goal. And when they settled for the field goal, I said, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull this win out now. Like you could just tell like that, that false it's, it's crazy. That's how, that's how perfect you have to play to beat Ohio state. Mm-hmm. That false start mm-hmm. penalty derailed the hopes of that. Game. I, I, I love the notion that, that Ohio state got a test um, be, before uh, this game before, you know, what would be a, a big 10 title game and, and whatever else happens to that. I, and I've been waiting all season for this. I've been waiting. We didn't really get one from Wisconsin. Certainly didn't get one from, from Michigan state. Um, and, and you know, that, that, uh, that you would face a defense that, that forced turnovers. And that's something that you have to deal with and, and something literally Ohio state had to deal with for the first time all season. Um, that was a uh, Penn state's easily the best team, uh, that Ohio State has played uh, so far this year. Um, I suspect that they're still bigger, they're better than Michigan, um, it, and that's borne out by the rankings. But uh, so it, that was uh, it, it was a great game. Um, it didn't rain the whole time, which was which was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, we had and, and it was a great game, a great day, great game, um, and and happy that uh, uh, to to kind of to get tested the way Ohio State did. Um, as we move towards this weekend, um, we should start with uh, Clemson and our weekly Clemsoning index. Clemson visits South Carolina this week. This is their ostensibly the big rivalry game. Carla, what's your what's your what's your uh, your Clemsoning index here? It it actually is a rivalry game. Um, yes. And and you know the first thing that I thought of was like, well, South Carolina beat Georgia, so maybe my Clemsoning index should be really high. And then I went and took a closer look at South Carolina's schedule since that win over Georgia, uh, South Carolina is one and four, um, with its only win being against a really, really down Vanderbilt team. Um, so I've got Clemsoning at a two this week. I just, a rivalry game. I think Dabo's going to have his team up there. You know, they've they've essentially punched their tickets at the playoff. If they can just win two more games. Um, yeah, I, I I think the, the Clemsoning risk is low this week. Uh, it is a rivalry game. Um, but this is the South Carolina is a team that lost its hope of, um, you know, any hope of winning the Carolinas championship, uh, for 2019, when it lost Appalachian state, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Clemson has been looking more Clemson esque as of late. I will give this a three, but only because anything can happen in a rivalry game. I, I was making air quotes there for people who are listening. Um, and if they, if it were not a rivalry game, I did this, this is a one. I let's, let's be honest here. Uh, one other thing that we want to take care of, there are a mess of really, really good, um, 
uh, a, a group of five After Dark games, um, some of which are not happening After Dark, including uh, Cincinnati at Memphis. And AJ not only takes on that game, but basically breaks down the entire rest of the Conference USA <laughs> season in this week's segment. AJ, go! Ladies and gentlemen, it is your group of five After Dark report for this Wibbly Week. Um, we're going to cover a couple things here. Number one, uh, Friday, Friday afternoon, 3.30, Cincinnati at Memphis. Uh, this game is effectively for home field in the conference championship because both teams are 10-1 and one and no one is catching them. So whoever wins gets home field advantage. If Memphis wins, they get to play this exact same game next week. If, the, if Cincinnati wins, uh, they go to Cincinnati. Marshall, or Memphis, sorry, not Marshall, Memphis should win this game. They're a much better team. Cincinnati's been winning games by the skin of their teeth. Um, and Memphis is not. Memphis is a very, very good football team. So I expect Memphis to win, and we'll see this exact same game next week. Um, but here's where, this is where it gets fun. It's the end of the season, right? Um, everybody's trying to, you know, get their way into a conference championship game, solidify bowl things, and this is where we turn our eyes to CUSA. It's Conference USA talk time because I have, I'm sorry, crappy, I got five games to talk about here. Um, and here's why. In the East, Florida Atlantic is eight and three. Marshall is seven and four. Western Kentucky is seven and four. The East very up for grabs. The West, Louisiana Tech eight and three. UAB is eight and three. Southern Miss is seven and four. In conference, right? There's a mess in the CUSA. Uh, so FIU Marshall, uh, FIU coming off of beating the U. Uh, I fully expect Marshall win that game. That game is in Huntington, um, but. That would take them to eight and four. Uh, MTSU versus Western Kentucky. And in the 100 Miles of Hate, I believe that game is called. Uh, what a spectacular name. Uh, MTSU could jump up and ruin Western Kentucky's season. If Western Kentucky goes ahead and wins that game, you got yourself a, uh, you got yourself a little tie there. Uh, and then finally, uh, on that side, Southern Miss is playing F- FAU. That's the CUSA game of the week. Uh, just throwing that out there. Southern Miss is 7-4 and four in the conference. FAU is 8-3 and three in the conference. That game is in Boca. Uh, FAU should win that game. However, they are going to be playing the staunchest opponent they've played all year. Over on the West, Louisiana Tech is 8-3. They are playing UTSA. Louisiana Tech should win that game. They should go to 9-3. UAB has to go to Denton, Texas, and they have to go play North Texas, uh, where North Texas is a one-point favorite, even though they are not uh, nearly uh, as well off in the records, uh, in the record books right now. Uh, if North Texas wins that game, that knocks UAB down. Louisiana Tech wins the West. Uh, if Southern Miss can't catch Louisiana Tech unless Louisiana Tech somehow goes to the Alamo Dome and loses to UTSA. So I'm going to say that Louisiana Tech wins the West. The East is a mess. You should watch all of those games. All of these games are on Saturday. Um, so you don't have to watch Ohio State-Michigan. You don't have to do that. I, again, I've been saying this all year. You don't have to watch Ohio State football, and I'm really sorry, Crappy. I did watch Ohio State football, and that is when all of the fumbles happened. So I'll be watching the CUSA, which means you're probably going to beat Michigan by like 40 or some nonsense. Um, this has been AJ uh, talking about the group of five. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say the FAU <clears throat> beats Southern Miss, wins the, wins the East, and you get a FAU-Louisiana Tech conference title game on Saturday, which should be super duper fun. Thanks everybody. 
Uh, AJ sent me a note after he um, he uh, he filed that with me and said, if you can hear like tapping kind of at the end of the segment, he was in his office and he actually had to write out on a whiteboard all of the the the, the, the Conference USA possibilities. And he's doing this as he's speaking. So <laughs> if you hear that noise, that's that's what that was. AJ, that was a masterful job and we we appreciate it. Thank you. AJ. Very, very much. Well um, in in chronological order, um, because I don't want to favor anybody over anybody else. <laughs> but I will say that this is the biggest nude Saturday of any big nude Saturday ever of all time, <laughs> given that this is the first year of the of big nude Saturday. But but, but still, it's it's pretty big. Uh, this will be um your number one Ohio State Buckeyes against the number thirteen Michigan Wolverines. Ohio State is favored by eight points. Carla, I know what I think. What do you think? <laughs> well, and I, I, I didn't put a bunch of notes down because I figured I would let you have at it on this one. Uh, but, okay. I will, okay. I will, but I will say this. Um, obviously, this is the second consecutive test for, for Ohio State, mm-hmm. um, which will be interesting to watch and see how the team responds after, you know, it, it was a close game there, at least in yeah, the third quarter. Yeah, it was. Quarter, it was. But, but Ohio State responded the way that we would expect a top team in the country to respond to that. Um, so now how will they respond now um going on the road facing their biggest rival right number one with you know a, a big target on their back essentially um the one thing that i will say though is that you know how we said um last week that penn state I, and i we just talked about this that penn state had to play a perfect game to try to beat ohio state um the same exact thing is true for michigan this week um, they're going to have to play a perfect game to be able to beat Ohio State. And the challenge here is the fact that that Michigan's been way more inconsistent than Penn State has been this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, Shea Patterson has thrown three interceptions um, against top 25 opponents. He's only thrown five picks all year. So he is susceptible to making mistakes, much like the Penn State offense was last week. You, you, you mentioned that, that that was the one thing that Ohio State had going for it that, that you know, Sean Clifford could be pressured into doing stupid mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Same thing is true about Shea Patterson. He can, he can do the same thing. Um, Michigan has, has ball control issues. Um, yes. and, and it was one of those things that we talked about at the beginning of the season that, like, you know, the, the, the Michigan offense was fumble-prone. That hasn't really improved. The, the, the one thing that has improved is the fact that they're falling on the football. Um, yes. So they're, not turning, they're like not turning the ball over, but they're still putting the ball on the turf. Mm-hmm. Um, They've, they've had 22 fumbles this season. They've only lost 10 of them, but they put the ball on the ground 22 times in 11 games. Um, that's a bit ridiculous. Um, so, so there's definitely some opportunities here for the Ohio State offense and, and or the Ohio State defense to force the, the Michigan offense into some turnovers and add to the fact that Ohio State is number six in the country in turnover margin. Mm-hmm. Um, those things don't add up for... Um, much of a, uh, a Michigan chance here. Although I will say um, the one key that Michigan, that if Michigan can get um, Zach Charbonnet going, mm-hmm. um, we saw that against Penn state a little bit. That was the one spark of Michigan's offense was that Charbonnet started running the football and that kind of freed loosened things up in the second half um, against yes. Penn state. Um, if Michigan can get Charbonnet going, that tends to relax Shea Patterson, and they might be able to get a little bit of rhythm going on offense. The challenge here is that the Ohio State run defense is also really, really good. Um, and, you know, and, and we saw that last week against Penn State. I mean, that defense was was legit. Um, you know, other than that, that little stretch in the third quarter when Penn State was able to put some things together on offense. <laughs> um, I mean, they were pretty they were pretty stout the entire rest of the game. So, yeah. um 
I I like the Buckeyes in this game. I've been you know we've we've been dogging Michigan all season. Uh, why why stop now? Um, you know I I I really just I, I think Ohio State's going to win this game. The only thing rivalry game maybe sure. might be a little closer in the first half than we would expect. But no, I think I think Ohio State's the better football team. They're going to win this game. If if the khakis fit, you know what do you, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> You, Carla, and, and you mentioned this. We we have been really critical of Michigan. Um, some of that is just my natural inclination, but I think it's I think it's been justified, especially in the first half of the season. Yeah. Um, just an unrelenting uh, habit of underachieving, and 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 uh, you know, I'm going to single out Harbaugh, but uh, 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 coaching on field perform on field performance. Um, it just hasn't. These teams have not looked like they should. Um, now, and and I and I I'm. I'm I'm stressing this because I think in the second half of the season, um, I mean, basically starting with the second half of the game at Penn State, um, Michigan has looked a lot better. Um, in, and it happened like two weeks after uh, Harbaugh said the, the offense is actually where he wanted it to be, which right. uh, which you know, sent me into fits of giggles. Um, but well, it's, and, but after, it, and after Harbaugh said during in the Penn State game, this was going to be Michigan's finest hour. Like it was right after it was right after halftime of the Mich- of the Penn State game, and then yeah. it wasn't you know, and they came back in the second half, but then they and and I mean it, it was it was that was that that half of football was was their best performance of the season to that point, right. um and, and and I think they've looked since then they've looked a, a bit more like what everyone expects them to be and 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 what you would expect to to be from uh expect to see from a Michigan football team, is it enough on Saturday um this improvement. No, it's not. Um, they don't run the well the ball consistently, um, and 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 that uh, eventually becomes an excuse for the uh, the Ohio State pass rush uh, to have just a, a green light to to tee off on Shea Patterson, and that's and that's when he makes mistakes. Um, its run defense is solid, but we know from uh, know from years past that they struggle to defend a quarterback who can run. Um, we've seen that with you know, J.T. Barrett, who never lost to Michigan. Um, and and I bring that up a week after Ryan Day called uh, more quarterback keepers for Justin Fields than he had in any other game this season. So yeah. you know uh, the, the coach is like, we're we're going to protect him until we we need him. And you know these last few games of the season, they're going to need him. So they expect to see uh, uh, Justin Fields running the ball a little bit more. Um, and then I, I, what what does Michigan's defense do? When when Ohio State goes five wide and you're stuck defending, trying to defend Chris Olave, uh, Benjamin Victor, KJ Hill, one on one, that doesn't mention Ohio State's rushing game. Um, I, I, it's a rivalry game, and yes, anything can happen in a rivalry game, and I and I want this to be a rivalry. I do, um, but Michigan's not there yet. Uh, last week, I I was uh, hesitant, um, and I, I might have actually said I don't think Ohio State's going to cover. Um, it, it, that 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 line against Penn State. Um, and they didn't this week, and they did not, and they did not. I was right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, how State's going to cover this week, and and I think in the end, this will be a fairly comfortable win. Maybe not at halftime, but in the end, uh, I, I I think uh, I will be able to to relax and and hang up Christmas decorations and stuff. <laughs> Speaking of which, at three thirty, uh, number five Alabama versus number fifteen Auburn. Alabama is favored by. Three point five. Um, a, a few years ago, uh, when Auburn ran back a a field goal, a missed field goal to win, uh, to win the Iron Bowl, I was putting up Christmas decorations after an Ohio State win in Ann Arbor <laughs> and, watching, <laughs> and watching on TV. Can that, Carly? Can that magic happen again? 
uh, you know what? I I think it could this year. I re- I really really okay. do. Um, you know, had had you told me at the beginning of the season, the entering the Iron Bowl, that Auburn would actually have the more experienced quarterback entering the game, I would yeah, have right. laughed in your face. Um, uh-huh. but but here we are, right? Um, you know, all season I've been saying, welcome to the SEC, Bo Nix. Um, <laughs> welcome to the SEC, Mac Jones. Um, you know now. Now, Mac Jones had a, had a great week last week, but of course, we we talked about this. We expected that against the cupcake that was with a Western Carolina. Yes. yes. Um, in fact, he only played the first half of that game. Um, you know, he played just a few snaps into the second half, and then they put in the third stringer, um, which interestingly enough is Tua's little brother. Um, and then their fourth string quarterback is actually a distant is is actually just is a relative of um, Coach Bryant. Which really? is yeah, <laughs> which is really really okay. fascinating. Yeah, so so huh. when we say you know interesting, um, so we don't really know a lot about Mac Jones. This is only his third career start. It'll be his first career start on the road. And talk about a great way to kick off your road career in the in the no rows of Jordan Hare. Um, you know, but but here's the thing about about Mac Jones, and this is a great point that that ESPN brought up. Um, Mac Jones has been playing the entire the entirety of his college career against the Alabama defense every day. Um, that's his job. Um, you know, as as the backup quarterback, he's quarterbacking the scout team. Right. Um, you know, and so maybe he's ready for this. We don't know. He's not actually seen game action, but man, it's going up against that Alabama defense every day in practice. Mm-hmm. Has to get you ready for something. I would think. Um, plus, plus, looking at, at you know uh, uh, Nick Saban's making stinky face at you all the time. Yeah. Uh, that would that that would that would be kind of irritating in practice as well. You would think, yeah, yeah. And, and and also trying to like keep your job ahead of two as a little brother. I would think well, would yeah, be a that, motivating factor too. Um, so, so we have that. We 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 really don't know a lot about Mac Jones in this game. Um, we do know that Auburn has one of the top defensive lines in the country. Yes. Um, with uh, 26 sacks on the season, which is kind of ridiculous. So really, to me, this game is is won or lost in the trenches. It's really going to come down to whether Auburn's defensive line can get past the Alabama offensive line mm-hmm. um, and and put the young quarterback under pressure, under duress. Um, the Alabama offensive line has only allowed 11 sacks this season. Will it step up for its, for its backup, for its new mm-hmm. quarterback? That's going to be a really interesting thing to watch. Um, the other thing is for the Alabama offense, can Najee Harris and Devonta Smith just come up big for their quarterback? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that's you know that's what we've heard from Saban all week. That's what we've heard from Jones all week, and in, in, in the pregame press opportunities, is we just got to let our play put the ball in the hands of our playmakers and let them make plays. That's a great strategy. You got to do it though, um, <laughs> and, and so we need to see if if these if these playmakers will come up big for their for their backup. Right. Um, Meanwhile, Bo Nix, you know, we, we've said this a long time. He's got he's got a high ceiling. Yes. Um, you know, this kid's going to just go places once he really kind of gets settled in here. Um, they're playing at home. They've got the more experienced quarterback of this game, which, again, is ridiculous. But that's where we are. Um, Auburn hasn't beat a top 10 SEC opponent yet this season. They've played three. They've lost all three games. But they've been in every single game. They, you know, I mean, think back to the LSU game. And LSU has looked completely dominant since that point. Yeah. I mean, Auburn only lost by three in that game, and they came True. back late and had a chance. It was an onside kick recovery that kept Auburn from a chance to tie that game. This game is incredibly intriguing. I, I'm i leaning Tigers in this game. And and the okay. only reason why is they're playing at home. they got the more experience. This is the offense they've been running all season. Mm-hmm. It feels like this is an opportunity for Alabama to crack. And mm-hmm. if that happens... 
we have chaos for the fourth yes. spot in the yes, playoffs. Yes, we do. Yes, we um, do. So I'm going to root for chaos and say okay. Auburn wins. But man, this is going to be a good game. Don't miss this one. I will be. I will be rooting for Auburn. Absolutely. Um, I. I. However, I just. I. I'm stuck on the notion that um, while while Auburn's defense has kept them in games, um, they can't score. They 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 cannot score. Um, I don't remember. I, I read this thing this this afternoon as I'm putting my notes together. Um, how many turnovers against the the Georgia that they forced, and they and they they got like and, and they got yeah. like two touchdowns or uh, two field goals out of these turnovers. I'm like, wow, um, that's not going to fly in this game, uh, even at home. Um, Bo Nix is. I, I think Bo Nix is going to be an exceptional quarterback at some point. Um, perhaps even starting next fall when when he is. Uh, when he's got a year under his belt, um, but in this game, uh, what what I can see is uh, it, 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 if Mac Jones is able to throw the ball just enough, just enough to to keep a pass rush out of his face. Um, Najee Harris can, can, is is you know is averaging six yards a carry, um, and that's that's all you need. That that's really all you need. If if you can get a solid running game, if you can run the clock, this isn't going to look like um, our our recent SEC games. This is going to look more like the uh, the old SEC games that you and I used to make fun of. The um, I don't. Game. Yeah. I don't. It's. I don't think it's going to be six three. But yeah. this is not. This is not going to be a hard, high scoring. Um, but I think Alabama can control the ball. Um, keep the pressure off of Mac Jones. And, uh, and, and, you know, and if it, even with a slight lead, Auburn's going to struggle to keep up. So I, I think that's, that's going to be enough for the Crimson Tide. Um, even though that's not what I would really want to see happen. <laughs> um, if for some reason you don't want to watch that game at three 30, you can also watch, and I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have a couple screens going with this one. Yeah. Uh, also at three 30 on Saturday, number 12, Wisconsin at number eight, Minnesota, and Wisconsin is favored by two and a half points on the road. Wow. Carla, what do you think? This is, gosh, you look at the numbers in this game, and this is almost as dead even as you can get at this point in the season. I, it, it's really crazy how statistically even these two teams are. Um, and so the first thing that I have here written in my notes is which team wants this more? I mean, that's really what this boils down to. When you have two teams this statistically even that match up against each other this well, that's who wants it more. And Minnesota's playing at home. Mm -hmm. Um, Wisconsin has a better scoring defense, but everything else is negligible um, statistically. We've seen Tanner Morgan, uh, quarterback for Minnesota, in action. You know, I've seen that firsthand, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and and we talked about this after after the Penn State loss to to Minnesota. Um, that that we 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 both greatly underestimated Tanner Morgan. Yeah. Um, and, and that's still the case. Um, now, now it is true, um, that, you know, that, that Minnesota is coming off of this loss to Iowa. Um, although I went back and I looked at, at the game, I didn't see a lot of that game. Um, Minnesota didn't make any mistakes in that game. The big, the big reason that Minnesota lost that game was because its defense got off to a slow start. There were no turnovers. There was no, you know, Min Minnesota's defense just got off to a slow start, um, and then it, it just wasn't able to, to catch back up again. Um, and they missed a field goal to start the game, too. So mm -hmm. it was like they, they were slow start, and then Minnesota had a chance to go down and kick field goal. They missed it. And so then suddenly I was up two scores, and that was just too much for them. But they fought their hardest to come back in that second half. Yeah. Um, 
when you look at Wisconsin, you say, well, Wisconsin's got two losses. Okay, but one of those losses is to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at this point, I actually kind of discount that because those two teams, I feel like, are completely different playing fields at mm-hmm. this point. Um, so, you know, Wisconsin's loss that I'm taking into consideration here is the inexplicable loss to, to Illinois. And, and since that has happened, since that, and they lost both those games back-to-back weeks, um, Wisconsin seems to have righted the ship. Um, you know, and, and so, and, and, and to go even beyond that, um, they've righted the ship behind the legs of Jonathan Taylor. Sure. I, his, his legs in the last three games, absurd. Um, he's, he's had 200 plus yards in each of the last three games. So can this Minnesota defense slow down Jonathan Taylor? I don't know. And that's the thing. So when you're looking at this game, both teams can score. The Wisconsin defense is going to be pushed by the run pass option that Minnesota runs. Um, because no other team in the Big Ten, other than maybe other than maybe Ohio State, um, but it's a different version of the run-pass option. Um, nobody else really plays it at the tempo yep. that Minnesota does, and we saw that was a problem for for the Penn State defense. Yes. Well, the Wisconsin defense have that same problem. The other thing is, on the other side, is that can the Minnesota defense slow down Jonathan Taylor? And, you know, and and that was the big thing. Minnesota won the game against Penn State because they were able to execute the run-pass option. But Penn State doesn't have a running back like Jonathan Taylor. Sure. That's that that's a difference, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in this game. So I this one's tough too. Yeah. Both of these both these three thirty games, I w- I'm on the fence. I am leaning Wisconsin. Uh, okay. Um, only because of Jonathan Taylor. Okay. I, I, I really think he can be the difference maker in this game with everything else being e- equal. Um, you know, he's, he's been the difference the last three weeks for the Badgers. Um, the big 10, I think needs Minnesota to win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Minnesota has got the better resume and that's going to help bolster, uh, and you know, the big 10 title game, yeah. um, that Illinois loss is just really bad. So the, the big 10 needs Minnesota to win this game, but I don't know if they can stop Jonathan Taylor. Bucky, maybe by an edge. Okay. I'm, I'm very, okay. in, I'm very non-committal to this game. Um, right. Two screens required at three thirty. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Here's the thing: in in the last calendar year, there have been two teams, just two, that have been able to slow down Jonathan Taylor. Um, Ohio State earlier this fall, and Minnesota in this game a year ago, when Minnesota won at Wisconsin. Um, and, and slowing him down was, he still got a hundred, he still had a hundred yard game, but, uh, they, they held him to, um, 115 or 120 yards. Um, and and that's, and and, and given, and given his, his recent performance where he's averaging 200 yards a game, um, that, that would be significant. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, has personnel changed that much? Um, uh, PJ Fleck, uh, has had that figured out a year ago. Um, and that's that would be a huge key for the Gobers, who are, who are a win away from a shot at the Big Ten uh, championship. Uh, the other thing I wonder about, um, particularly in the second half of the season, Minnesota's passing offense has been spectacular. Um, two receivers, uh, I have their names in here, Bateman and Johnson, both are over a thousand yards receiving um, so far this year. Um, Wisconsin's pass defense. Didn't look so good against Ohio State. Um, that was a that was a weather game, obviously. So that's there, there's all kinds of fun stuff going on there. Um, but that passing attack um, mixed with a you know sort of j- judicious use of RPOs, as Penn State fans might recall. Um, yeah. That's 
that's that's it, it has improved each week, and they're you know they're they're pushing three hundred yards uh, of passing per game now uh, as an average. I really thought Minnesota would win at Iowa a couple weeks ago. Um, we both did. And, and we both did. We both did. And and uh, they just uh, and, and the slow start um, and given the nature of what Iowa does and how they play, especially at home, uh, that that made that really difficult. This time, this time it is the Gophers. Uh, hosting this game, and this time, that is going to put them over the top uh, against uh, Wisconsin for the, for the first time since like since the mid nineties, back to back wins against the Badgers. So, I'm yeah, I'm 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 going Minnesota in this one. I would um, love to, I would love to see Minnesota in the Rose Bowl. I uh, that would that would be just the most incredible thing ever because that's that's where they would end up if they if yeah. you know, if the Ohio State beats them. Yeah. Um, you know that would be great. Uh, that would be that would be a cool thing, um, and it would be a, a fun title game and and uh, all of that stuff. Uh, we have one more to talk about at eight on Saturday. I'm not sure how much this has to do with what's going to happen on the national picture, but I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is number seven Oklahoma at number twenty one Oklahoma State. Uh, they call it Bedlam. OU is favored by thirteen point five. What do you think? They call it Bedlam for a reason, right? Only a game in the Big 12 can be called Bedlam yeah. um, because, you know, defense optional. And that's, you know, that's the way both of these, this is going to be a high scoring affair, you know, but that's the Big 12 in general. Um, we haven't talked a lot about Oklahoma State this season because they, they lost a couple games and that just kind of took them out of the national radar picture. And Oklahoma State doesn't have quite the offensive numbers as, as Oklahoma, but they're still silly by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, they're putting up 475 yards per game in offense. Um, the challenge here is that they're, they're they're putting up a fewer um, a, a few less points on on offense um, yeah. than Oklahoma. They're they're about a ten point differential there. Um, of course, and, and of course, defense optional. They're giving up four hundred fifteen yards per game on defense. Whatever. Um, and 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 the secondary is a liability mm-hmm. um, for for the Cowboys. And that's just always been that's been the way Jeff Gundy's teams have been. Is that their secondary is always a a, a liability. And and you the way Gundy coaches is it's fun and gun. He yeah. doesn't care. Just go out, score them. Try to try to tackle those guys, and and we'll uh, we'll we'll keep up. Yeah, and and so the, <laughs> so we're in a rivalry game, and, and this game is being played, um, it, it, it at Oklahoma State. Um, yeah. Lost my T T Boone Pickens Stadium. Yes, it is. Um, and so the 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 atmosphere is going to be raucous. It always is, yeah. but it's always fun when it's at Oklahoma State. Um. Oklahoma flat out got lucky, as I said last week against TCU with a yes. with a, a, fortuitous, a gratuitous call um, that went in their favor. Um, and again, Oklahoma's Jalen Hurts and not much else. Um, but the big difference in this game, the potential differential in this game, is the fact that every once in a while Oklahoma decides to play defense and it's really really good. The challenge is is that it just decides to take entire halves off. Um, so if you go and you look at the Baylor game, I mean, the Oklahoma defense took the first half of the Baylor game off, and then they played out of their minds in the second half right. and, and held Baylor to, to 16 plays. Um, they played really, really great the first half against TCU last week and then took the second half off and let TCU come back into that game, and probably that game should have gone longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so is the Oklahoma defense going to decide to play or not? It, it, that's really the differential in this game. Um, and here's the wacky thing about all this. If you're a Baylor fan, you're rooting for Oklahoma in this game, which is just the uh, yeah, weirdest yes. thing ever. Um, because you need Oklahoma to, to, to play for the Big Ten or the Big 12 title 
um, with only one loss on the schedule. Um, so I don't know. I, I, Oklahoma gets this done somehow. It's not Mm -hmm. gonna be pretty. Um, it's gonna be a lot of scoring. Um, maybe Oklahoma will decide to play defense for a couple series, and that's the difference. But (laughs) yeah, Sooners, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Um, I, it, we'll stipulate two things right now. Uh, uh, number one, talking about defense in this preview is completely unnecessary. Uh, uh, number two, if Oklahoma is prepared and motivated, they should win this game. Yes. Period. They, they have the better personnel. Um, they, they, they have the better offense. They have Jalen Hurts, uh, who's, although he's not going to win the Heisman Trophy, I, he's, he's the best player in the country. I mean, I, I, I best offensive player, certainly. Yeah. Um, but but that second if let's look what what is Oklahoma playing for? Okay, um, they're they're already in the conference title game. Uh, that's they, they can't be touched for that. I, I getting getting to the playoff. I I think I, for all intents and purposes they are eliminated, um, uh-huh. unless something really really weird happens. And and Bedlam, Bedlam's not even their biggest rivalry, right? Yeah. Um, they 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 do that in the end of September every year against Texas and Dallas. Say it. Um, uh, so the Cowboys, what are the Cowboys playing for? This, this is Oklahoma state's biggest rival. Um, and, and while they, they, they can't get to, uh, the, the conference title game, no matter what happens, um, uh, you know, they could finish nine and three dramatically improve their bull prospects. Um, and, and they win the, the, the game that they want to win all year. Um, they're, they are built to give the season uh, the sooner's trouble. Um, because, uh, because of a Chuba, is, is his name Chuba? Is that how you pronounce that? Chuba Hubbard? Just, no, it's Chuba Hubbard. Chubbard Hubbard. It's, okay. It's it's just like it's just like Chubby Bunny. Chub, That's Chubba. what I love. Chuba Hubbard has the best running back name in all of college football. If we could, if we could, if we could team, team up Bo Nix and and Chuba Hubbard in a backfield somewhere, yes. um, it might it might not happen until you know like a senior bowl a few years down the road or something. But but I, I, but he he's he's a legit good running back. Uh, yeah. He's lead, leading the name and uh, leading the country in rushing. Um, and you know maybe the the best way to to slow down Oklahoma's offense is to not give them the ball, and and a, and a and a decent rushing attack um, with with Chuba Hubbard is, <laughs> is maybe a best is is a good way to do that. Um, I, I I'm gonna I, you know I I go back to my stipulation if Oklahoma is prepared and motivated they win. I'm not sure how motivated they're going to be. The Cowboys will be motivated. Um, and I'm sorry, Baylor, but um, you're, you're going to be playing a two-loss team in the Big 12 title game because Oklahoma State's going to win this one. And I love the and fact so- that Chubba Hubbard is potentially the decision maker, potentially the game changer on Thanksgiving week. Is yes. there a more appropriate love this? I need I need a T-shirt that just says Chubba Hubbard as I'm like <laughs> pushing back from the tables like, ugh! Oh, I am Chubba Hubbard. <laughs> and no one no one will know what I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find the Carlin Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, as well as on a variety of other of podcasting services. You can also watch us babble on YouTube and our Facebook page. If you dig the show, please subscribe, rate, and review if you don't mind your own damn business. And as always, come back next week to find out how we did um this uh, so we next week is our last weekly show of the season our, our annual championship week show yes. um there will be shows about the final four there will be shows about the title game and in between there will be bola palooza but guys we are getting down to the end of the year 
Um, as uh, Carla and I were discussing uh, at the uh, at, before we started taping, my Bobcats, um, they, they finished the game. Fortunately for you guys, they finished the game before we we began. Um, but they're both they're bull. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're they're bull eligible. So we'll see what happens with Congratulations. that. Congratulations, Carla. What's up with your uh, sweatshirt there? My sweatshirt is my MTSU sweatshirt because yes. okay, Penn State doesn't get a rivalry week. Um, because Rutgers doesn't count. Um, so the only rivalry I have this week that I have a rooting interest in is the 100 Miles of Hate um, MTSU versus Western Kentucky. Um, How's that going to go? Um, Western's already bowl eligible. Yes. This is the last game for, for MTSU's season because they're sitting at four and seven. Um, so, yeah, so this is it for, for my Blue Raiders. Um, I, Redemption. Blue. True Redemption. blue. Redemption. Do it. True blue. You go, up and get, go up and get a win in your last game. Um, I'll be I'll be pulling for the Raiders on Saturday. Guys, enjoy Rivalry Week. Enjoy the biggest nude Saturday of all big nude Saturdays. I will, that's what I'll be doing in the in the privacy of my own home. Um, <laughs> enjoy all the pie and the mashed potatoes <laughs> and the gravy and, and the chubba and, and chubba hubbards. And the chubba hubbards. And, <laughs> and uh, we will be back here. We will be back here. Uh, seriously, have a th- happy, ha- have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy uh, college football out the wazoo this weekend, and we will be back here at this point next week for Championship Week. Carla, cheers! Happy, happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, hopefully we'll get a Penn State Florida bowl game. That'd be fun. Oh God! <laughs> cheers, everybody. We'll talk cheers. to you next. Week. Thank you.